House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Lots of states have expanded their gambling markets to include sports betting. One of those states is Indiana. And coming up, we're going to talk to a guest who knows just about everything there is to know about gambling in Indiana. Ed Feigenbaum has been a government advisor at both the state and federal level and puts out a newsletter, Indiana Gaming Insight. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Ed and find out all about the gambling in the great state of Indiana. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Football is back, and the only place you need to go for all your college and pro betting action is PointsBet.com. If you haven't signed up with PointsBet, now is the perfect time. Awesome daily promos, odds boosters you won't find anywhere else, early payout promos, it's all at PointsBet.com, and you can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. And now PointsBet has a brand new offer for you, New Jersey, to welcome back football. Sign up using our promo code HOUSE. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. And you'll receive a free $100 bonus with a deposit of $50. That's right. You deposit $50, and you'll be able to bet with $150. Football is back, and PointsBet is the place to be. Remember, you deposit $50, you bet with $150. And make sure you use our promo code HOUSE to get this special sign-up offer. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. PointsBet. Stay sharp. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. 
You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. No. Nope. 5 to 1. No. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. More and more states are expanding their gambling markets to include sports betting. One of the latest and more interesting states to allow sports betting is Indiana. And today we want to talk to a guy who I think is an authority in Indiana when it comes to gambling and sports betting. Ed Feigenbaum is a lawyer who worked with state and federal government and is instrumental in putting out one of the best newsletters from any state called Indiana Gaming Insight. We're going to find out all about Ed and the gambling scene in Indiana because Ed is on the phone with us right now. Ed, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dave. Look forward to, to chatting about uh, a state that a lot of people overlook, but uh, definitely shouldn't be overlooked in the, the bigger scheme of things. You know, as I said, you've worked in state and federal government. Tell us a little bit about your background and your work with Indiana's state government. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm a lawyer with an MBA, and I spent four years back in the mid-'80s working for the Council of State Governments as their director of legal affairs to so work with a lot of different state officials and organizations as state officials came back to Indiana to work for the Hudson Institute. And then back in 1989, when we had our first ever 50-50 split in terms of, of the parties in the Indiana House of Representatives, I started a uh, governmental and business newsletter called Indiana Legislative Insight to kind of give everybody an idea as to what was really going on because everybody was, was running around like chickens with their heads cut <laughs> off trying to figure out you know, how to uh, find information during that session because nobody had ever dealt with that situation in you know, the almost 200 years of, of Indiana state government. And from that flagship newsletter back in 89, four years later, we started Indiana Gaming Insight because Indiana had, had passed a law authorizing riverboat gaming in, in the state. And after that, um, in 97, we started our third newsletter, Indiana Education Insight, focused on education policy, curriculum, finance, and all that fun stuff. So we've, we've been at this for a while and, and watching what's going on in, in state government politics and business, and gaming just kind of fits right into the rubric. It, it certainly does. And, and and before we start talking about sports betting, can you give us a snapshot of what Indiana gaming looks like? I mean, how many casinos, what kind of casinos, whether racetracks? Give us a snapshot of what Indiana gambling looks like. Yeah, and that, that's something that I think a lot of, of people around the country just don't understand is, is how much of a gambling Jones Indiana really has. Um you know, we've we've got a a very strong casino market. You know, we're we're well over a billion dollars a year of of the AGR from the casinos, and and that that number's gone down essentially since you know obviously the the Great Recession, but also in in more recent years, uh, starting around 2012 2013, because of the incursion of the land based casinos and racinos in Ohio and VGTs in Illinois. But we're, we're still a real strong market relative to the rest of the country. And on top of that, we've, we've got uh, an extremely lucrative state lottery that, that brings in you know, about a billion dollars a year as, as well. And we've got a healthy horse racing industry with two pure mutual uh, racetracks that you know, are essentially supported by the slot machine, the slot wagering at the two facilities, and those two facilities, which are owned by Caesars Entertainment Corporation, are going to be able to uh, offer live table gaming in January, as of January 1. And so they will become essentially the, the 12th and 13th full-fledged casinos in the state. And we've, we already have 11 casinos. We started out with uh, 10 riverboat casinos, five on Lake Michigan and five on the Ohio River. We added another one in, in French Lick, the resort area of the state, back in 2006. And then we allowed uh, slots at the tracks, the two, two paramutual tracks, back in 2008. And again, going to live dealers there in uh, 2020. 
so we've got a, a real active market, and on top of that, you know, since about a uh, year and a half before we got casinos, back in 1991 or so, we authorized charitable gaming in the state, and that brings in about $400 million a year on top of it. So there's a lot of money flowing through all of the legal forms of gaming. Um, we have some pull-tab-type operations at bars and taverns and fraternal organizations, but, but that's essentially um, a penny-ante kind of thing and, and really is not a, a revenue raiser or anything for the state. Uh, tell me about the location of all your gambling establishments in the state. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and all our casinos are tucked away in the southeast corner of our state. So is Indiana have establishments throughout the state? Yes, absolutely, Dave. We, the way that we set it up um, on an oligopical basis, you know, we, we said we're only going to have 10 licenses, and we're going to to award five of them to the northern part of the state and five of them to the southern part of the state along the Ohio River. And it just turned out to be a really good decision. And that really turned out to be the, the right number of casinos. And, and unlike states like Mississippi, where, you know, if you came in, you had the money, you could get a license. Um, people knew that they could invest and essentially not have any other competition beyond what we had authorized back in 1993. Hold that thought, and we'll be right back with more House of Cards right after this quick break. Eighty-five years ago, William Hill bet on himself and started the largest sports betting company in the world. America's number one sports book is available to you, New Jersey, just in time for football action. Now it's time to trust yourself. Download the William Hill app and get ready to prove yourself right all season long. Sign up using promo code HOUSE50 and take advantage of William Hill's Bet 50, Get 50 promotion. Once you create your account, make $50 in wagers and you'll receive $50 cash. It's that simple. Make one big $50 bet or a bunch of little bets. As long as you bet 50, you get 50. No, not bonus money. And there's no playthrough requirement. You get $50 real cash. That's promo code HOUSE50 at William Hill in New Jersey. William Hill Sports Betting, America's number one sports book. Get in the game, New Jersey. Must be 21 or older and physically present in New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 800gambler.org. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Ed Feigenbaum, who has advised government at both the state and federal level and who puts out the newsletter, Indiana Gaming Insight. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break? And so there's Native American gaming, uh, class two gaming, that competes to a certain extent with the five boats in northern Indiana. Now, the big asterisk here for those five boats before we talk about what's going on in this, the southern part of the state is that as part of the the big omnibus gaming bill, the kitchen sink bill that passed the legislature uh, this spring, we also uh, authorized a land-based off-footprint casino for the city of Gary. Hmm. And the way that that operates is that Spectacle Entertainment LLC essentially the former Centaur gaming folks, the ones that sold the two racinos to Caesars a year or so ago, they will give up one of the the Gary licenses immediately in return for the ability to to move to a real high traffic location on I eighty ninety four the the big route from Ohio to uh, to Chicago which which is not the toll road but it's the most heavily trafficked area essentially in the state and they are building um, they've kind of just broken ground 
for a, a major casino complex that will be um, a Hard Rock International brand casino. It will be Hard Rock Northern Indiana, Hard Rock Casino Northern Indiana. And also in return for giving up that, that second license, Spectacle will be able to compete for a new gaming license that is created for Vigo County, Indiana, which is better known as Terre Haute, uh, West Central Indiana. And they will have a countywide referendum in November, in the general election in November, in which the voters can decide whether they want a casino there. If the voters approve, then by the first week in December, the Gaming Commission will be accepting applications and make a decision on that. Um, the, the general uh, indication is that this is effectively wired for spectacle. It would be a, a second spectacle license. But the, uh, the Full House Resorts folks that own one of the southern Indiana casinos, the lowest grossing property in the state, Rising Star uh, Casino Resort, were the ones that first uh, expressed interest in Terre Haute two years ago, and they have not yet indicated they are not interested, although that, you know, they are kind of distracted by being the the uh, top selection of the, the city of, of Waukegan right now in Illinois. So whether they can kind of uh, bifurcate their, their attention there in the next couple of months uh, remains to be seen, but we don't know if they'll apply for that what would be 14th state license. So you've got the, the five casinos along the lake, along with a Native American casino. You're going to see that go down to four when Hard Rock opens up, probably in early 2021. And then along the southern tier of the state, you've got the original five properties that were on the Ohio River. The very first casino uh, that opened in the state was in Evansville, and that opened as Casino Astar Evansville, and that's now Tropicana, Evansville, and that opened in December of 1995. In addition to Evansville, which is essentially Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, it's in that, that far southwestern corner of the Hoosier State, you've got a casino just across the bridges from Louisville, and you know that's essentially the, the Louisville market. And that's the Horseshoe Casino of Southern Indiana, soon to be rebranded as Caesars Southern Indiana um, in December when they go fully land-based. They will, will be moving from the world's largest riverboat casino into uh, a land-based facility there. And then you've got further on up the river towards Cincinnati, you have three boats in the what we call the Cincinnati market. And those compete with the Jack Cincinnati, um, which is downtown Cincinnati. But the three are the uh, the former Argosy Casino Lawrenceburg, which is once you know the the market leader on the the southern end of the state. Um, that's now Hollywood Casino Lawrenceburg, and and that's really taken a huge hit from the Cincinnati Casino and Racinos. Then you've got Belterra Casino Resort, which was recently purchased from Pinnacle Entertainment by Boyd, Boyd Gaming, and that's located in Switzerland County. And then finally, you've got the Full House Resorts Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, and that's uh, Ohio County, which is Indiana's smallest county. It's Indiana's smallest boat. It's Indiana's smallest grossing boat. Um, it was doing very, very well when it started out as a uh, high gaming management property, the Grand Victoria Casino Resort. But once the Argosy uh, Casino um, grew in size and, and went to a, a new gaming platform, there were no longer capacity limited on weekends. So Rising Star didn't get the same kind of, of overflow from there that they used to get, and things kind of went downhill for them. So that's the the casino landscape in a, a nutshell for you, Dave. I, I got to tell you, I'm absolutely blown away how active the gambling market in Indiana is. And now recently, you Indiana legalized and launched sports betting in the state. Uh, tell me tell me about the legislative process with regard to sports betting. Did the state um, jump into full gear right after the U.S. Supreme Court 
allowed sports betting in the states, or did it take some time for the legislator to get involved in sports betting legislation? Well, the, the timing was not good for Indiana with respect to the, the Supreme Court decision on, on PASPA. Um, that came down literally the month after Indiana had adjourned for um, 2018. So the legislature wasn't even going to be back until January. So we, we really couldn't uh, jump on that. But there were a couple of legislators that were very interested in, in sports wagering and felt that Indiana needed to kind of pave the way for that. And one of them in particular was a guy who whose um, undergraduate and graduate degrees were both in sports management and sports administration, and he was also a college athletic director. Oh, okay. And he tried to push through legislation in 2018 that said, hey, if the Supreme Court does legalize this, or if they do do away with the restrictions on PASPA, um, Indiana should be able to legalize this and we want to get the process started and let's have an interim study committee and people said, well, that's very nice, but let's wait. So we didn't really get the kind of jump that we could have on that, but everybody realized that 2019 would be the, the opportunity to do it. And there were so many other catalysts um, for action in 2019. We knew we were going to do something. The spectacle folks were, were pushing for, that land-based casino off-footprint in, in Gary. They had just bought the Majestic Star Casino from the Majestic Star Casino folks, um, who also operated Fitzgerald's down down south and then another property out west. And the the Caesars Entertainment people who had just bought the, uh, the, the two racinos really wanted to accelerate the date for live t- table games at their two racinos and turn those into full-fledged casinos because those are the two properties in Anderson and Shelbyville that are closest to Indianapolis. Hold that thought, and we'll be right back with more House of Cards right after this quick break. Borgata made history by becoming the first Atlantic City casino to offer land-based sports betting. Now, one year later, Borgata adds to its history by launching its own online sports betting platform, BorgataSports.com. BorgataSports.com players can enjoy the same range of sports bets currently offered at Borgata's land-based sportsbook, the new Moneyline Bar and Book. You'll find straight bets, parlay bets, live in-game betting, and much, much more at BorgataSports.com. And now when you sign up at BorgataSports.com using our promo code HOUSE, that's H-O-U-S-E, you get a risk-free bet up to $300 and 20 bonus dollars at BorgataCasino.com. Borgata has made history again with BorgataSports.com. Sign up today with promo code HOUSE and get your risk-free bet up to $300 and your $20 bonus money at BorgataCasino.com. Your favorite casino is now your favorite sportsbook. Available anywhere in New Jersey. BorgataSports.com. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports Betting USA is the only conference that puts sports betting, media, and investment at the forefront. The one event that gives you access to the speakers that really matter, those truly shaping the industry, not just the talkers. And it's all happening on November 5th and 6th in the media capital of the world, New York City. Not only is this packed leading first-to-market event returning to New York, it has been enriched with dedicated finance and media content to bring you the intelligence that really matters. Meet CEOs, commissioners of sports leagues, senators, state representatives, and the leading decision makers from all across the sports betting landscape. This is the true gathering for operators, investors, and suppliers who are involved in or looking to lead the charge in the rapidly evolving and lucrative world of sports betting. That's the Sports Betting USA Conference on November 5th and 6th in New York City. This is the sports betting and investment event to end all events, so book now at sportsbettingusaconference.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep, and that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, the hotel rooms here are very comfortable, but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. 
That's why MyPillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Borgata made history by becoming the first Atlantic City casino to offer land-based sports betting. Now, one year later, Borgata adds to its history by launching its own online sports betting platform, BorgataSports.com. BorgataSports.com players can enjoy the same range of sports bets currently offered at Borgata's land-based sportsbook, the new Moneyline Bar and Book. You'll find straight bets, parlay bets, live in-game betting, and much, much more at BorgataSports.com. And now when you sign up at BorgataSports.com using our promo code HOUSE, that's H-O-U-S-E, you get a risk-free bet up to $250 and 20 bonus dollars at BorgataCasino.com. Borgata has made history again with BorgataSports.com. Sign up today with promo code HOUSE and get your risk-free bet up to $250 and your $20 bonus money at BorgataCasino.com. Your favorite casino is now your favorite sports book. Available anywhere in New Jersey. BorgataSports.com. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. When it comes to online sports betting, PlaySugarHouse.com offers players one of the best experiences in the state of New Jersey. They offer live in-game betting on sporting events worldwide, money line bets, point spreads, prop bets, play-by-play bets, and many more. All at PlaySugarHouse.com, your new home for sports betting in New Jersey. Take advantage of one of their 12 easy deposit methods to get in on all the action. And now when you sign up at PlaySugarHouse.com using our promo code HOUSE, they'll match your first deposit up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of November 4th, 2019. The Golden Nugget Online Casino in New Jersey has inked a deal with Spin Games to place the NBA Last 60 game on its platform. NBA Last 60 is a virtual sports betting game which will give players the ability to bet on several different outcomes of the last 60 seconds of a simulated NBA game. The deal is subject to regulatory approval, but the party is expected to be up and running in early 2020. After three years, the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida has reopened. The $1.5 billion renovated property now has a 36-story guitar-shaped hotel with 638 rooms and has doubled its casino gaming floor. The property also updated its 7,000-seat concert space called Hard Rock Live. And finally, a 50-year-old woman who was kicked out of Las Vegas' Cannery Casino showed her displeasure in a very unusual way. Staff at the casino asked her to leave due to disorderly conduct. After leaving the casino, she then allegedly got behind the wheel of her RV and drove it through a glass door of the casino, wounding a custodian in the process. She was quickly arrested. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. abandoned prison in Philadelphia becomes the number one haunted attraction in America. Terror behind the walls at Eastern State Penitentiary presented by Luke Oil. Are you brave enough to opt in for a more intense experience? You could be grabbed, sent into hidden passageways, and even separated from your group. This is terror like you've never felt. Save $10 with coupons from any Luke Oil location. Terrorbehindthewalls.com you're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Ed Feigenbaum, who has advised government at both the state and federal level and who puts out the newsletter Indiana Gaming Insight. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break? Um, yeah, they're just literally, you know, a 20, 25-minute drive from uh, Indianapolis, and everybody effectively used those as suburban kinds of, of casinos. So Caesars wanted to be able to move up the the live dealer date, which had been uh, 2021 under a, a deal forged back in 2015 when Mike Pence was governor, and Mike Pence was adamantly opposed to what he viewed as the expansion of gaming in the state. Mm-hmm. But he was willing to sign a bill that had some, some casino-related provisions, um, offering some tax breaks and some other things. If the live dealer date was pushed back to 2021, which would have been right after he would have left the governor's office following a second term. So that was that kind of nuanced provision um, was something that, that Caesars wanted to do away with, and there was a lot of, of support for that in the legislature. There were some other tax breaks that, that um, casinos wanted to see. And, and let me tell you, Dave, our, our executive branch, regardless of whether we're dealing with a Republican governor or a Democratic governor, in our legislature – have been very, very understanding of the importance of the gaming industry to the state of Indiana um, in terms of both the economy and the social fabric of the state. And every governor has come in and said, you know, I want to be a partner with this industry. We want to treat this industry as another industry and not something that's, you know, evil and terrible and whatever. And we understand the the contributions that they make to their respective host communities. And so there's been a symbiotic relationship from the beginning between the state and the gaming industry. And the legislature as a whole and legislators individually have been very willing to work with the legislature, I'm sorry, with the industry and to say, okay, here's what we need from you. What can we give you in return? And it's worked out very well over the years. The industry has kind of worked hand in hand with you know all the the different um, aspects of gaming. You know, you've had the horse racing industry work with the lottery folks, work with the casino folks, and work with the, the bar and tavern people in order to kind of come up with a, a system that works and that helps out everybody. So we knew we were going to do something this year, and then Terre Haute came in and said, "Hey, we want this too." Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of different bills, and everybody decided that the way to do this is to really combine things into one big omnibus bill. And of course, there were those that said, "Look, when you've got a Christmas tree, you know, it's just going to collapse of its own weight." And then there were others that said, "Hey, there's enough of something in here for everybody that." this thing is going to pass. Mm-hmm. So everybody you know, gets a little bit of what they want or a lot of what they want, and you don't get a whole lot of things that you don't want in there. Well, let, let, me, let, me ask you, years, let, let me ask you, before sports betting was allowed, what were some of the concerns that legislators had with regard to sports betting? Essentially none. No? It, was, it was really non-controversial. It was a non-topic. Hmm. And the, the only real objection that came during the whole course of debate. You know, if there was 10 minutes of debate about sports betting total in committee and in um, on the floors of the legislature outside of, of some of the, the the testimony in committee by the uh, lobbyists for the NCAA and, and the Indianapolis Colts and then MLB and NBA, I'd be surprised. You know, there, there really was not a whole lot of attention paid to sports betting the you know the the players themselves the professional sports leagues and some of the local teams you know wanted to express their concerns wanted to be in and part of the action the NCAA was not happy with it but understood that something was going to happen and and that they needed to get the best deal that they could and literally the only objection to sports wagering throughout the entire process came from a very important legislator, actually. That's the guy who is the chair of the House Committee on Public Policy, through which all gaming legislation has to go. And he said, I don't have a problem with sports betting, but I do have a problem with the mobile aspect of it. Okay. He said, I do not think that when we, we authorized gaming back in 1993, when he was not there, that we intended for every nook and cranny of the state to have gaming and for anybody to be able to wager from the, the comfort of their, their 
own couch in, in their living room. He said, I just don't think that we really want that kind of an expansion, and I'm opposed to mobile gaming. But mobile gaming was, was in the final bill, um, was in the, the conference version of the bill, passed muster with the, the leaders of the legislature, with the governor, and that's what the industry wanted. And there literally was no debate on the floor on that. And, you know, you go back to 1993 and things were, were so different back then. You know, we, we put the boats on the water. Um, you know, I, when I told you about how they, they were situated, you know, I mentioned Lake Michigan and the Ohio River. Yeah, we put them out there because, as, as one senator said back then, we just kind of figured the mafia couldn't swim. You know, everybody <laughs> thought that the mob controlled all the casinos and that, that this was kind of an artifice to get around, you know, the mob control or whatever. And, and we had the had a must cruise provision back then, which said, you know, that the boats have to go out on the water and you have to come in and let people off so that people couldn't stay there all day. And, you know, over the years, you know, we, we changed everything. And, and another interesting feature of all this, Dave, is that back in the beginning, the, the boats in many of these jurisdictions were represented by Democrats in the legislature. And over the years, because of some of the, the changing political conditions in the state, particularly along the Ohio River, we've had Republicans take over those Democratic seats. So now all of a sudden you've got Republicans who are benefiting, their districts are directly benefiting from the income and from the jobs from all these casinos, you know, 13,000 direct gaming jobs in the, in the state, that it's better for the Republicans to support the casinos and to, to oppose them. So it's become a total nonpartisan issue in this state. And, you know, you, you can't look at somebody and say, oh, well, you're a Democrat. You know, you're in favor of this or you're opposed to this if you're a Republican, whatever. Party has nothing to do with any of this. And party had absolutely nothing to do with the omnibus gaming legislation that passed um, this spring. And the the sports wagering thing was an afterthought. Um some of those who are, you know, closely following things from outside of Indiana just were shocked that sports betting was not a controversial part of the bill. It was not even really sure, sure. Uh, considered to be an important part of the bill. And part of the reason internally, you know, with our legislature is that because they did not view this as being a huge money-making operation for the state and kind of viewed this as an extension of what we did back a couple of years ago with, with the daily fantasy sports. Okay, this is something that the consumer wants, and this is something that it's, that's not going to bring in a whole lot of, of tax revenue, but it's also not going to be necessarily a bad thing. So let's just go ahead and do it. The industry wants it, and we'll say, okay, let's, let's have that. And another argument that was made was that by legalizing it, we can tax it, and we can also force out the illegal bookies and and force people or incentivize people to move from, you know, their illegal offshore websites back into taxable regulated Indiana sites. And that was the same kind of argument that they kind of carried the day, at least that was part of the justification back in 2007 for allowing slots at the tracks. Um, Governor Mitch Daniels then and the president of, of the Senate, who was a Republican, David Long from Fort Wayne, both came in and said, hey, look, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to really crack down. We're going we're gonna to add more gaming enforcement officers and crack down on all these illegal machines around the state. And, you know, we've got 25,000 or 30,000 of these illegal machines. You know, those are the numbers that they kept tossing around. And, you know, we really did have a problem with those so-called cherry masters, you know, that were in laundromats and truck stops and and actually, even in some mobile facilities around the state, it's kind of uh, kept on the road. Um, and there was a crackdown of sorts. And we also saw, you know, just changing technology, changing social mores. And you just don't hear about the illegal gambling anymore. So a lot of people were swayed by the fact that we're, we're going to crack down on the illegal bookies and the offshore sites and incentivize people to use this regulated in-state taxable option. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that Indiana has both retail and online sports books. I mean, when you look around the country, I mean, I'm shocked that in their gambling expansion legislations, a lot of states don't provide for online betting. I, I, are you surprised at that? And why do you think it's important 
probably to include that for other states. Well, everybody was saying, uh, everybody from the industry was saying as this was was going through that that mobile was the sine qua non of of gaming of sports wagering. You know that that you really were going to make your money on the mobile component and. There were, were statistics thrown around, and, and let me tell you, the, the Indiana Gaming Commission, um, they were just absolutely tremendous through this entire process. You know, not only did, did they get this thing up and working from, you know, a July 1 um, implementation date of the law and, and essentially a, an early May signing of the law to be able to work with the Indiana Department of Revenue to get every, you know, all the tax systems in place, but put the regulations in place for sports wagering and get this thing up and running by September 1. And that's just remarkable. Yeah. And one of the reasons is that the Gaming Commission back last year commissioned uh, a study, and I, I believe it was by Spectrum Gaming, and, and I hope I'm getting that right. I love the folks at Spectrum, and I think it was their study, um, that that went through everything. A little bit more I think about it. it may not have been Spectrum, and I apologize, but they went through... Uh, an explanation of, of what the market was, what other states were, were looking at, what other states were doing, um, the analogous kinds of components of sports wagering to other kinds of things, whether it was online lotteries or casinos, what was going on with the overseas betting markets and all that. And they, they talked about the potential um, win and the potential tax dollars from this, but they made it very clear, um, you know, this independent consultants report for the Gaming Commission, and then the Gaming Commission made these findings clear to the legislature that mobile gaming was going to be the big moneymaker and was really the thing that consumers wanted. You know, consumers didn't necessarily want to go to brick-and-mortar facilities, and the casinos were okay with that. Mm -hmm. The casinos were okay with that as long as they were able to effectively control, you know, what we're now calling the skins, you know, their own sports wagering uh, options, and that, that they would each be able to offer their own kinds of things, not only to just their patrons, but to everybody statewide. Stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Football is back, and the only place you need to go for all your college and pro betting action is PointsBet.com. If you haven't signed up with PointsBet, now is the perfect time. Awesome daily promos, odds boosters you won't find anywhere else, early payout promos, it's all at PointsBet.com, and you can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. And now PointsBet has a brand new offer for you, New Jersey, to welcome back football. Sign up using our promo code HOUSE. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. And you'll receive a free $100 bonus with a deposit of $50. That's right, you deposit $50 and you'll be able to bet with $150. Football is back and PointsBet is the place to be. Remember, you deposit $50, you bet with $150. And make sure you use our promo code HOUSE to get this special sign-up offer. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. PointsBet. Stay sharp. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. 
That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Ed Feigenbaum, who has advised government at both the state and federal level and who puts out the newsletter Indiana Gaming Insight. But what are, what are some of the parameters that people have to abide by when placing a bet in Indiana? I mean, like I said, New Jersey. I mean, I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and I can't place a bet on a college or a university that's located in the state. I mean, I can't place a bet on Rutgers. I can't place a bet on Princeton. Does Indiana have the same kind of rule against that? No, we weren't uh, We weren't as dumb as you guys. We yeah. weren't as dumb as, as Illinois. Um, and we're going to benefit from that. You know, we, we've got an extremely wide and permissive list of, of things that you can wager on, everything from, you know, two different types of, of dart leagues. In fact, we started out with just one dart league, and they just added another one. Hmm. Um, you know, Australian rules, football, you know, all these kinds of things, different different levels of cricket um around the the world and of of course you know the NCAA division 1 sports the major sports the olympics um there are no restrictions in terms of of indiana institutions however purdue university I was about uh, to purdue ask you university on that one. <laughs> board, of, board of trustees just um a week and a half ago on october 10th instituted a policy saying that faculty, staff, students, and Purdue contractors could not wager on Purdue athletics. Um, they wanted to promote, you know, obviously integrity, but, but they also really felt that, that the university environment is different, and they wanted student-athletes to feel comfortable with their classmates, with their professors, they wanted them to be able to, to go in and, and talk to them like any other student and not, you know, have to feel like, oh, so uh, you got a cold today, huh? And gee, the big game's tonight. Uh, well, hmm, yeah, okay, I can uh, excuse you from your quiz this afternoon. Uh, if you're really feeling that bad, are you really feeling that bad? You know, they, they just wanted them to have a normal experience, and they felt that, that, that the only way that they could do this was to essentially remove any kind of, of consideration of of um, any Purdue faculty, staff, student, or contractor wagering on, on their performance. Now, is so Purdue, are, they on, are they on solid legal ground with regard to that? If someone challenges that, would they be – would that hold up in court? I mean, Indiana said, you know what, sports betting is a legal activity, so uh, Purdue can't stop that. Would, would that – it's a university policy. Um, there are some universities that came, more than one, that came to the Gaming Commission and said, hey, look, you know, we we really are concerned about integrity and we don't want people to, you know, be able to necessarily signal from the field to the stands or whatever or from the court to the stands. Can we geofence out our football stadium, our basketball stadium, uh, arena or even the whole campus and the gaming commission said okay first of all we can only do what the legislature authorized us to do in the organic legislation you know we can't go beyond that and we're not going to and the commission has has been this way literally since 
day one in, in 1993 when the, the, the first legislation was passed. We will do what the commission, I'm sorry, what the legislature wants us to do. We won't go beyond that. We won't go beyond that in terms of prohibitions. We won't go beyond that in terms of uh, permissive activities. You know, we will follow the law. Now, the next question that you have to ask Mr. or Mrs. University um, is, if you want to do that yourselves, are you willing to pay for that? Because we're not going to you know, require a, uh, we can't require a, uh, a skin, a, a uh, technical platform, a sports book, whatever you want to call it, to geofence a particular area other than the entire you know, perimeter of the state. Ed, we're running out of time, but can you give out a website where people can keep up to date about what's going on in Indiana in the gambling and sports betting markets? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll, I'll give you our direct newsletter website, which would be um, www.indianainsight, all one word, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, indianainsight.com. Although we, we don't provide a whole lot of, of actual information on there. We've got some, some teasers and some, some excerpts from some of the, the three different newsletters, including the gaming newsletter. Uh, I've been very impressed by some of the, the new online um, options that are available in the, the sports betting world, and it seems like some of these things um, come up you know, literally on an every other day basis, and, and they all kind of sound the same, so I'm, I'm reluctant to, to uh, you know, give out the name of one over the other. And then there are also some some pretty reliable um, uh, sports betting Twitter accounts that that cover the industry as a whole and Indiana as a subset. But again, you know those seem to, to come and go, and I'm not sure how sustainable some of those will be. Well, Indiana is doing incredible things in the gambling market, and big stories are coming out there, which could affect the sports betting markets around the country. And I want to thank Ed Feigenbaum for coming on and telling us all about the gambling scene in Indiana. Hopefully you'll come back on and keep us updated on what's going on in the Hoosier State. We'd love to be back with you, Dave. Appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.